This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network it was all a dream One day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi a state sweltering with the heat of injustice sweltering with the heat of oppression be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification. One day right now in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with, with this faith. 
we will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children. Be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring and when we when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at Welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this podcast on Spotify if you got an Apple uh, Android device. You can catch the Spotify on Apple Podcasts if you have an Apple phone for free. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. U-N-P-R-O-C-E-S-S-E-D underscore k-n-o-w-l-e-d-g-e all one word follow me on instagram tap the link tree in my bio get access to the podcast get access uh follow me on instagram best way to keep up with the show everybody should be following the unu network u-a-n-d-u underscore network on instagram Check out all the shows on the network. Three stars, two bars. Separate the two. Reservation for three. A taste to consider podcast. Go back in the archives. Check out the you and you podcast. Right, Getting you through your day. Getting you through your work week. Getting back to dropping content all the time. We are here. Shout out to the network. Shout out to all the content creators. Today, we are here to talk about Dr. King. It is Dr. King Day. 
and you are going to get bombarded by memories, testimonials, footage, clips of Dr. King throughout the weekend, throughout the day. I try to cover things a little bit differently here. I try to be a little bit more honest here. I try to give you a perspective mainstream media is not going to give you here. Context is important. If you are that speech that Dr. King made at the March on Washington, that speech is 60 years old. If you are under the age of 60, you were not alive when Dr. King made that speech. Dr. King passed away in 1968. That's a long time ago. So since it's been such a long time since his passing, the memory of him has been distorted. People who couldn't stand him then, people who wouldn't stand, who wouldn't like him if he was alive today, try try to paint him as just like a Disney character, like this happy go lucky. Everybody loved him. Everybody supported him. Everybody was behind him. That is not true. He was seen as a radical Negro too. White folks didn't like him either. Dr. King was arrested and sent to prison. Dr. King was arrested 29 times. That's not go along to get along. Let's get into some of the misconceptions about Dr. King. Let's get into what he thought about capitalism. By uh, Zaid Jelani, if that's how you say his name, in The uh, Intercept. And he was talking about Martin Luther King. And what I love about Martin Luther King is that he was a radical, right? So people don't remember. Well, now, because everything that he wanted, we all see in retrospect in our rearview mirror, it makes sense. It's like common sense. It, but at the time, he was a radical. In fact, here's one of my favorite quotes from him. He said, again, we have deluded ourselves into believing the myth that capitalism grew and prospered out of the Protestant ethic of hard work and sacrifice. The fact is that capitalism was built on the exploitation and suffering of black slaves and continues to thrive on the exploitation of the poor, both black and white, both here and abroad. Woo, that is some pretty radical yeah. shit. So let's get right into it. That quote from Dr. King, he's telling you capitalism thrives on the exploitation of the oppressed and the poor and was built on the backs. This country was built on the blacks or capitalism was fueled in America off the backs of black slaves, which is true. And they couldn't stand when he said that. Why? Because it's true. All right. Truth hurts. Let's really get into it. There is a billionaire named William Byrd who wrote a book called The Necessity of the Poor. He is a billionaire in Europe. The whole point of this book is this. In order for capitalism to thrive, in order for capitalism to work, you have to have a small number of people on the top. That's your top 1%. That's your rich folks. That's your billionaires. You have to have a certain amount of people who are poor, homeless, don't have anything and everybody else stuck in the middle everybody else is stuck in the middle over 90 percent is stuck in the middle trying to stay off the bottom and trying to work their way to the top and they'll never get there that's how capitalism works the capitalism doesn't work unless you have poverty that's the truth why because capitalism benefits those who own land 
and who own businesses. Everybody can't. There's only so much land. We, they ain't making no more of it. Everybody can't be landowners. Everybody can't own a successful business. Everybody can't be a Jeff Bezos. Everybody can't be an Elon Musk. Everybody can't be, you know, a multi-billionaire conglomerate owner. We're not talking about your small businesses. No shade to them. We're not talking about your barbershops. We're not talking about your mom and pops, restaurants, or t-shirt shops. We're talking about major industries. We're talking about major manufacturing plants. We're talking about Ford. We're talking about General Motors. We're talking about Amazon. We're talking about Microsoft. We're talking about Meta. Everybody can't be a Mark Zuckerberg. Only a few can. That's how capitalism works. Now, you can have an unlimited amount of homeless people. You can have an unlimited amount of poor people. You can have an unlimited amount of people in the middle class. Why? Because capitalism runs off of greed and fear. You fear being the homeless man on the corner. And the top 1% are so greedy they want every penny on the ground. In the middle class, you're just stuck in the middle. The rich folks, when they get behind closed doors, they call us the working poor. Because they know that's what we are. All right? That's capitalism. So when Dr. King made those comments, not only was he pointing out the exploitation of black folks throughout the history of America, he was also trying to raise the conversation to, well, maybe we need to rethink the way we do things economically in order to benefit everyone. And they called him a communist. He was also dispelling that myth that people look at black people in particular and say, well, why don't you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Why don't you just work hard? Why don't you just make something about yourself? Why are you always sitting around complaining? You can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have no boots. They took, they made sure you didn't have no boots. And then told you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Make some about yourself. And stop complaining. Stop complaining about all, you know, this 400 years of oppression and slavery. Stop complaining about it. Just, you know, get a job, work hard, and make something about yourself. No, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. You can't get a 400-year head start on the race and then shame someone for being behind. Now, here's a lie that they tell about Dr. King all the time. And they can get away with the lie because, again, many of us weren't, weren't even alive when he was assassinated. Many of us never saw Dr. King. We weren't born. I know you heard this one before. Well, you know Dr. King was a Republican. Was he? Washington is going on right now, and as a result of this, and because of the anniversary, MLK Jr. is on everyone's minds. And some on the right are trying to co-opt his message and his history. They're saying, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but MLK Jr. was a Republican. We've, got, uh, the, we've seen pictures online of different billboards about this, and they're spreading this myth. But it's not true. He wasn't a Republican, and there's very little evidence that he associated much at all with the Democratic Party either. And so we've got a couple of quotes for you. I don't think the Republican Party is a party full of the Almighty God, nor is the Democratic Party. They both have weaknesses, and I'm not inextricably bound to either party. Um, he went on to say in 1964 about uh, the RNC, 
The Republican Party geared its appeal and program to racism, reaction, and extremism. All people of goodwill viewed with alarm and concern the frenzied wedding of the cow palace of the KKK with the radical right. Um, it sounds it was, like a Republican to me. A little bit. <laughs> um, and this isn't him directly, but uh, MLK III said, it is disingenuous to imply that my father was a Republican. He never endorsed any presidential candidate, and there's certainly no evidence that he ever even voted for a Republican. Dr. King himself was calling the Republican Party a bunch of racists back in 1964. Dr. King himself said he saw, he pledged no allegiance to any political party. He said he was bipartisan. He basically said the Democrats and Republicans was two fangs on the same snake. There is no evidence to suggest that Dr. King ever voted for a Republican. But ever since I've been alive, they've been saying, well, you know, Dr. King was a Republican. He wasn't. That's a lie. That's a lie. And they're going to tell that lie to all day today. They probably be been telling that lie for all weekend. It's a lie. It's a lie. They made up a lie. They've been telling it for the last 60 years. And people don't do any type of research or investigation. So they just believe the lie. Think about this. The same political party who has stereotyped black people as lazy, welfare, drug addicts who need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and stop complaining. The same political party who put Donald Trump in office, the same political party who called Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization wants you to believe that Dr. King was down with them. When, when he was alive, he was calling them a bunch of racists. This is facts, not fiction. Many years ago, maybe, maybe not many years ago. Well, before the pandemic, it had to be about 2017. And it was, uh, we was coming up on Dr. King Day. And a racist white man that I used to work with just randomly came up to me and said, well, you know, Dr. King was Republican. Just out the blue. Like, we weren't talking about Dr. King. I didn't ask him for an opinion. Ask him for his opinion. He just walked up to me and just said, hey, did you know? So I just said, well, based off what evidence do you think he was a Republican? And he paused and he looked at me and he just said, well, everybody knows he was. And I said, well, based off what? He said, you know, it's just common knowledge. And he just walked away. <laughs> All right. Guys, 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 we got to. We got to challenge propaganda with facts. All right. That's all you got to do. It's real easy. Don't be don't be scared. Don't be afraid. And the fact of the matter is, since the death of Dr. King, he's been used as a political pawn to try to manipulate black people. Socially and politically. That's what his memory has been used at. You know, what would Dr. King do? Dr. King wouldn't appreciate y'all acting like this. Think about Dr. King. Man, if Dr. King was alive today, we've all heard those phrases before. And it usually all comes when they want to use the emotions of black people for their benefit. One thing we have to remember about Dr. King, he just didn't, he didn't just do speeches and leave. Dr. King was very active. Okay, that's why he got arrested 29 times. He was really out in out in the streets. He was about real activism, real activism, community organizing. 
strategizing. And that's why people hated him for it. Black people too. The black church wrote Dr. King a letter and told him to cease and desist because they felt like he was a troublemaker. And he was going to get a lot of black people in trouble if he ain't leading white folks alone. The black church was actually one of his biggest adversaries. They came against him. He wasn't this beloved figure that everybody followed and agreed with. That's revisionist history. If he was a beloved figure everybody followed and agreed with him, nobody would have sat, nobody would have shot him. But now that he's been gone, but since his death, everybody wants to make you think he would have been on their side. So the con game is, well, since he would have agreed with us and he was the leader of the black community, you should agree with us and you should do what we say because that's what he would have wanted. Let's not let people use the memory and legacy of Dr. King as political propaganda. I figured out, it turns out Martin Luther King would have been a Fox News viewer. He says, as we're commemorating the 50th anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech, King is against the current black people. He was in favor of the current right wing. Well, Bill, explain it to me. The question tonight is how would Dr. King see the current racial situation in America? Would he be pleased that nearly 75% of black babies are born out of wedlock? No, he would not be. Would he be accepting of the violent crime wave caused by young black men? he would be appalled. Mm. Would he accept the broken educational system in many poor precincts? No, he would not. Would he be happy with the rap industry and other pernicious entertainment aimed at the young? I do not believe Dr. King would be happy about that at all. And finally, would he approve of a civil rights movement that continues to blame American society for the problems encountered by blacks rather than encouraging personal responsibility as a way to achieve individual success okay first of all 75 percent of black babies are not born out of wedlock that's a lot there is no black violent crime wave being led by black men across america that's a lot did you hear the last thing he said were you listening he said would dr king approve of the current civil rights movement no he wouldn't Dr. King, when Dr. King was alive, he was the leader of the civil rights movement. <laughs> so he's trying to say, so Bill O'Reilly is trying to say Dr. King would not approve of black people, you know, fighting for civil rights. When Dr. King was alive, he was in the forefront fighting for civil rights. You see the mind game? You see how people just lie. <laughs> It makes no sense. It makes no sense. He wouldn't approve of Black Lives Matter and black people fighting for civil rights and, and freedom, but that's what he was the leader of when he was alive. Don't let these people fool you when it comes to Dr. King, man. That's why it's so important that we have black voices. That's why the UNU network is so important. That's why this podcast is so important. We can't let our open enemy tell our narrative for us because they are going to feed us nothing but lies and propaganda that benefits them. That's the game. That's the game. You think people like Bill O'Reilly and Tucker Carlson and all these other folks get paid? Sean Hannity, you think they get paid hundreds of millions of dollars a year, a year to come on TV and tell you the truth? If they, if, if they got paid to come on television and tell you the truth, they wouldn't get paid that much. You have to pay people a king's ransom to tell these lies 
to sell lies. That's what they get paid for. They get paid to sell lies day after day. That's their job. As we remember the legacy of Dr. King, let's not let his dream turn into a nightmare. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 o